What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. It's just going to be me today and an amazing guest. Uh, I am so excited. I just got to interview Dr. Kathleen Funk. She is such an incredible doctor of acupuncture. Um, She's a fourth-generation healer, founder of the Acupuncture Integrated Medicine. Um, She received her BA at Baylor, where she studied philosophy and medicine, went on to receive her Master of Acupuncture in Oriental Medicine. Um, She just was so fantastic. I know we've talked about acupuncture several times on the podcast before, and we've been saying that we want to have an expert on to answer specific questions. And um, between me and Delaney, I'm the one who uh, has had acupuncture done, currently having acupuncture done in my life. And so uh, we figured it's a good time for me to to interview her. And she was was so great. So before we get into our interview with Dr. Funk, I wanted to let you guys know I've got some more tour dates coming up. I will be headlining the Comics Roadhouse Club um, at the Mohegan Sun Resort in Connecticut July 1st through 3rd. And then DC, you know, we've got a lot of DC helpsters. I'm headlining the DC Comedy Loft July 8th through the 10th. Um, I will be headlining Blue Room Comedy Club in Springfield, Missouri, August 5th through 7th. And then also um, the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 20th through 21st. Whew. Mouthful to get all that right. Um, you can get tickets at kelseycook.com. You can also go to my Instagram at kelseycookcomedy, and uh, there's a ticket link on there as well. So without further ado, here is our interview with the incredible Dr. Kathleen Funk. So, you know, I talked a little bit about um, your credentials in the intro, but can you can you also give kind of a background 
expound on your your experience with acupuncture and, and what got you into it in the first place? Yeah, um, I am a fourth generation traditional Chinese medical, I'm sorry, uh, fourth generation traditional healer. Um, I learned Chinese medical, um, I went to Chinese medical school here in the States and in China. Uh, I actually started okay. off in uh, pre-med and I completely expected that I was going to go the Western medical route. Um, wow, and I think yeah. that it, yeah, it, it's definitely like uh, part of the, the immigrant experience to come here and go like, okay, I got to get like a quote unquote legitimate job. And so MD was the thing, right? Right, right. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so when I told my parents, I'm like, hey, I am actually into traditional Chinese medicine. And I, uh, it was so it was, it was scary for them, but it was also exciting for me because I had this really great professor in college that asked me to really consider what kind of physician I wanted to be. And that was something that was never, uh, never really explored. You know, everybody thinks that there's only one type of physician right. and that's to become a medical uh, practitioner an MD. Um, but when I explored the other options, you know, I didn't realize that I could become a medical doctor and I could use all of the skills that were in my, in my wheelhouse to be able to heal a person from mind, body, and spirit. And so that was really exciting for me to get into. Yeah. And did you personally have experiences with acupuncture uh, that they were, it was helping heal any ailments that you had that made you go, oh, this is the route I wanted to I want to go. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of acupuncturists and Chinese medical practitioners that get into it because of the their firsthand experience with it. For me personally, I had hormonal imbalances. And from the get-go, my gynecologist was like, hey, let's put you on some birth control. I know you're 16 years old, but let's put you on some birth control. Oh, God, yeah. Even everything out. And what the myth about birth control is that it helps balance hormones, right? But the truth is that it doesn't, right? It just stops uh, ovulation so that you don't have to worry about the hormonal imbalances. And uh, right. such a huge part of me really thought about the way that we approach our health and how so many women deserve more than just shots, pills, and surgery to balance their hormones. And it was so beautiful to be able to see this, this uh, you know, historical medicine that's been around for thousands of years that specifically right. work to help balance your hormones from the inside out. And so, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. We've talked uh, before on the podcast about the birth control pills and I, I was on one from age 17 to like, God, 29 maybe or something like that. I was on it for like 12 years and it just like getting off of it, my body felt so much better, felt so different, but I had been put on it at such a young age that I didn't even remember what I felt like, like what a normal uh, feeling in my body was because it affects your whole body. And it affects your brain chemistry too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think the thing that a lot of people want to understand better about acupuncture is, let's take the hormonal imbalance, mm -hmm. for example. What is actually happening in acupuncture that is changing that? The, can you explain the, the more, um, the scientific yes. approach so behind there it? There are three levels that occur in traditional Chinese medicine, specifically in acupuncture. Um, there is a physical level in which when we insert needles, we create micro traumas that tell the body and the brain 
to send more blood flow, more blood circulation, more nutrients, and more uh, growth factor into a certain area so that we can help heal that. Now, that helps from a hormonal standpoint, especially when uh, we perhaps don't have that mind-ovarian connection as well. And the, the HPO axis, which is the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis, is something that women really struggle to balance in our day and age. And so yeah. being able to regulate that connection is really helpful through acupuncture. But <clears throat> Chinese medicine occurs on three different levels. That's first the physical level. There's the emotional level or the energetic level, which is where we deal with the concept of qi. Now, qi has been debated for centuries as to what it specifically is. The general consensus is that it is um, life force. Some people say it's electromagnetic energy. Some people say that it's oxygenated blood. What we believe in Chinese medicine is that there are systems uh, just like the, the nervous system, just like the cardiovascular system that are full of qi. And we call these meridians. And so when there are blockages there or disharmonies there, where there are things that get in the way of that, that's where disorder and dis-ease occur. Now, okay. there is the third level, which is also the, how do you say, like the, the spiritual or mind level of all of okay. this. Um, the origination of Chinese medicine really came from the idea that one was healthy when you were aligned in mind, body, and spirit. And so the belief in that, the traditional belief in that is that if you are having gynecological disorders or hormonal disorders, it is because you're misaligned with your body, you're misaligned with your energy. And so oftentimes when we are working with hormonal disorders in our clinic, we will work on the physical level, work on the energetic level, but we'll also get into the life and spiritual level. Wow. This is so <laughs> interesting. Um, so my experience with acupuncture is that um, years ago in Seattle, I had it done for IB allergies, and I felt significant relief from it, especially uh, the needling of my stomach and massage and all that. You can hear, I could hear my stomach gurgling, like you can feel energy in there and moving around and things and things finally shifting. Um, and then more recently in the last few months, I started going again, but for mm -hmm. TMJ. And I would love to hear your personal opinions on how you think acupuncture can help with TMJ. I've, I've been loving the person I've been going to and she has talked to those of you who don't know TMJ. It's it's stiffness and pain in the jaw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes people uh, experience swelling. Do you experience swelling, or or is, does it just get stiff? I experience swelling. I experience stiffness. Um, I've been. It, I don't grind my teeth necessarily, but I clench. I clench hard and I clench over and over throughout the whole night. And so I have to wear a night guard. I've been doing it for over a decade. I remember going to dentists uh, when I was like just out of high school and then being like, oh, your master muscle is way stronger than mm -hmm. it should be. And um, I frequently have knots all through my neck and upper back. And so the acupuncturist I've been seeing, she's talked a lot about how it's, it's a network, it's all connected. And these sort of knots that I've had, some of them feel like actual bone. Yeah. I mean, they're so hard and they have been there for so long that she's trying to break up the individual knots 
throughout my neck to help provide relief in my jaw because it's all like, they're all doing this together. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I'd love to break that down in the the physical, energetic and spiritual level. Too. Yeah. This yeah. Kind of, I'll take you like through my thought process because when we think of TMJ, it's like, yes, on the physical level, you've got this muscle tightening. You have this, um, this group of muscles that are linked together that are that are adding to each other's tension, right? Mm-hmm. And so in a physiological level, bringing more microcirculation into that area can be very relieving for that. Um, bringing more circulation to that area can help release the fascia so that it doesn't habitually hold. But stepping back from that, right? When we really think about the root of what's going on with TMJ, it's often with stress and how we process right. emotions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But like when you're doing treatment. You want to do these points that actually help physiologically, but then you also want to get to the root and do like, maybe we'll do some points to help with tension and how you process stress. Right. Um, And then we would essentially give you like homework. Like, what are you doing at home that uh, helps you process that on your own? Like meditating, right? Visualization of breathing or even self-massage. These are things that we consider. Right. Um, but also, again, on the physiological level, every time you come in for acupuncture, it's uh, anti-inflammatory. And the right. body is so simple in that there are like two tracks. If there's inflammation going, your body's like, I need to put out that fire. <laughs> right. And uh, when that fire is finally out, then the body goes, oh, maybe then I can help rebuild and heal this joint. And it gives your body an opportunity to really use its own resources to heal itself. Right. Have you seen acupuncture cure TMJ? I can't say cure because, well, <laughs> as, as medical practitioners, we can't say right. cure, but yes, I have absolutely seen uh, acupuncture help TMJ quite a bit. And so I would say that we actually have a 99.9% success rate with TMJ uh, in our clinic. Oh my God. And do you usually needle the actual muscles in like the master muscle itself in the face, or do you focus more on other points? Sometimes. Um, the interesting thing is that everything is interconnected in Chinese medicine, right? And so you'll probably notice in your own acupuncture treatment that your acupuncturist will probably put a point right in here. Yeah. What, can you talk about that? about how like certain points connect to totally other parts of the body? Because uh, Dr. Funk is pointing to her hand right now, by the way, for those of you who are just listening to the audio. Uh, but yeah, this is um, this is a theory of meridians. And in Chinese medicine, there is a meridian called the large intestine meridian. And uh, it one affects intestine and our digestion, but it also travels from the hand up the arm and I'm pointing now to my jaw and my face. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is really interesting because when we work in this theory, we don't necessarily have to go to the localized points to affect change. Um, right. What we're doing essentially is opening up that channel, rebalancing that channel and bringing more blood flow in this area. And uh, what's really cool is that when you look at uh, brain scans of acupuncture being done, um, you'll see uh, LI4, which is a large intestine four point, and I'm pointing to my hand right now, is one of the more popular ones that they like to experiment on uh, and do studies on. And they'll needle here, and there will literally be like a thermal graph of this turning on and like warmth in the face and warmth in the large intestine. Oh my God. (laughs) 
It's so fascinating. Uh, the acupuncturist I've been going to, she's done something that uh, previous the previous acupuncturist had not, and that is that she'll take a needle and uh, rather than just like putting it in, uh, what what would you call? Is it a pressure point? Like what do you call the actual acupuncture point? Acupuncture point. Okay. Rather than just doing that, w- with me having certain knots, where before I would usually go to a massage therapist, try to get a deep tissue massage to work the knots out. She will take a needle and just like go Uh, over and over (laughs) with it, which is such a crazy sensation because it kind of feels like you're getting electrocuted. Like I'll like start to kind of twitch and stuff because it's, it's really intense. It feels like it's hitting nerves, but then you feel the, the knot Mm -hmm. release. Like you can actually feel it and um, I have this one particular knot on my uh, like upper right kind of shoulder area that has. This is the one I was talking about. That it it feels like it's bo- uh, like it's a bone. It's been there for so long. And she's like, "Well, it's not just that, but you've got all these smaller knots all around it that are kind of feeding it." And so she and I have been joking that I said it's kind of like I don't know if you watch Harry Potter, but it's I feel like that big one is like Voldemort, and the other ones are like the Horcruxes. And like I'm like, we gotta kill these Horcruxes <laughs> before we can get to Voldemort. And so she's been like trying to release the other things, and but Voldemort's like he is hanging on. He really has set up shop for many years and he does not want to go. It's, it's been a little tough. That is a hilariously accurate analogy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's so good. And like getting to the root, right? Because like if you go straight for Voldemort, he's just going to kick your ass because he still has all the power. And so you actually have, when you get to the root of what's going on, you have to cut off the reason why it's so affecting you. Exactly. And yeah, it's like there's inflammation. There's the 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 thought process and the tension that comes up when you're when you feel that sort of holding pattern. But anyway, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's I I completely agree that that stress is so feeding into all of these physical problems. Um, but it's. Yeah, it's hard to, to picture a life where I feel no stress. Um, I just, I like my, my work is so, it's such like a stressful, there's so much travel involved. It's, it's not like a very, I don't know, leisurely <laughs> line of work. Comedy is like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a lot. Um, but I do try to meditate every day. I do try to do the things I can, but it's, it is hard to think about. I, I don't know. I, totally. I just, I feel like everybody's got a, a level of stress in their life. It's just hard to get rid of it all. A little bit of stress is a good thing. You know, it's, it, it sets yeah. off a, a series of hormones that also help us. Like cortisol, it can be a good thing in moderation. Um, but I think right. the goal, especially for acupuncture, at least what I share with my patients, is not so much like the absence of stress as much as it is like your um, reaction to stress or even your, mm-hmm. um, resilience to stress, because yeah. typically like here in Houston is pretty bad. The gauge as to how well they're dealing with stress is whether or not they want to murder somebody on the freeway. <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes well, sense. Like, wow, this, I'm, I'm less murderous today. Today was a good day. <laughs> I think this acupuncture is working. I feel a little less like I want to behead this person who's merging onto the ramp. Um, so 
you were kind of talking about a thermal graph lighting up. Um, I'm, I'm now looking at questions that I got on Instagram because I posted yeah. on my Instagram stories that we were having you on and I asked people to let me know if they had questions for you. Somebody says, is there evidence-based or scientific studies that confirm its efficacy? Yes. And there's far less of that as of now. It's more so um, there are more studies now that de- not debate, but rather study the efficacy versus Western intervention. And so there oh, are sure. decades that actually shows the efficacy of Chinese medicine. And if you look at the vast compendium of the research out of China as well, it is incredibly, incredibly moving because, uh, part of my PhD was actually in uh, neurodegenerative disorders and that was based in China. And the interesting part of the studies that were done there was that it was mostly, it was surrounding, um, post-stroke rehabilitation, right? Okay. Okay. And so with cases like this, it isn't so much like an objective sort of feedback, like, oh yeah, I feel better. Um, pain is like five out of 10 instead of 10 out of 10. It's more so like, Hey, this person is paraplegic. Like he cannot move from the waist down. Um, one day this nerve is not there. The next day, the nerve is innervated. Those are the things that we look for. Right. And for me, that is incredibly, incredibly impactful. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And I've heard uh, um, that a lot of it's being used in like vet hospitals now to help people with trauma in that way. And, Mm -hmm. and that it's been incredibly effective. Um, somebody asks, how does acupuncture help with thyroid health? Mm -hmm. Uh, we actually specialize in thyroid health in our clinic. And so I love, love, love working with thyroid. Um, this is, the, this is the thing that I love about acupuncture too. Acupuncture is one modality in the greater scheme of traditional Chinese medicine. And so when we approach thyroid, we use the entirety of the medicine, meaning that we're using the Chinese herbs. We're using the acupuncture as a modality too. And we're also using the nutritional portion of that as well. And so when we treat thyroid with Chinese medicine, we use acupuncture as a way to lower inflammation in general. Um, Oftentimes when women come in with thyroid, like 90% of women with thyroid issues actually have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune issue. 
Right. Yeah. And oftentimes when people come in with autoimmune issues, it's more so, uh, it more so stems from an inflammatory issue as well. Okay. So if you look for the inflammation that's occurring, why it's stimulating the immune system. So with acupuncture, we can manually lower the inflammation in the body and, and essentially tell the body to chill out and stop attacking itself. And that gives us time to medicate and give the person the building blocks they need essentially to feed their hormone, to help heal their hormone and to rehabilitate yeah. their hormone. Uh, yeah. rehabilitate their hormones. Thyroid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we did an episode recently, um, because Delaney was homeschooled, um, for part of high school because she had experienced a lot of um, mm-hmm. health issues. And we had discussed that like antibiotic post effects of that. We've talked a lot about um, antibiotics on the show and like IBS and stuff like that. Can you explain how acupuncture can help um, the body recover after antibiotic use? Yeah. So a lot of the herbs that we use in Chinese medicine specifically for optimizing digestion are actually prebiotics. So prebiotics help feed the gut and they help give you um, a more diverse uh, field of microbiome. Uh, And so many of our foods are contrary to the diversity of our microbiome. And so when we supplement with Chinese herbs, this can be very helpful. Um, Oftentimes we'll do abdomen points. And so that helps increase microcirculation in the gut as well. And that helps lower inflammation, which gives, uh, it's like tilling the field. Whenever you plant the seeds of uh, a probiotic, you want to make sure that the gut permeability is sound. You want to make sure that inflammation is down and you want to make sure that there's good blood flow so that you are tending to these beautiful seeds so that they can grow in robust health. Yeah. Can you describe the difference between prebiotics and probiotics? Probiotics are the supplements that you take that are the actual bacterial strains. And so you put that into your body and hope that it continues to grow, right? Um, Prebiotics are actually the food for the probiotics within your gut the ones that you can't actually take from a capsule specifically because if you did, then it would make you very ill. And so being able to feed those, um, those strains that you're unable to supplement with is also equally as important, uh, equally important to, uh, probiotic health. So how do you, okay. Explain that again for me. So you're saying that prebiotics, you can't take in capsule form. You can take it in capsule form, but they're not the actual bacterial strains. They're the Okay. For the bacterial strains in your gut. Got it. And can you take them at the same time as probiotics? Like how does that work? It's ideal. Okay. Yeah. Typically people just take their probiotics and they're like, okay, I'm going to stay on this for like the next year. The idea really is that you, you take your probiotics for like one to three months. Um, if your gut is healthy, it should be able to grow on its own. And so what you do from there is feed it really good foods that feed the specific strains. You also feed them herbs and or like dietary fibers that are prebiotics that help to boost the the growth of that bacteria. Oh, so I feel like we're all doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot of people at least, because I've been, I take probiotics every day and I just have done that for years. Cause I just thought that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's important to have, um, bacterial health, like good bacterial health in your gut. Mm-hmm. It's good to have a, a large diversity of strains. Okay. 
Interesting. I'm going to go buy prebiotics <laughs> today. <laughs> because aren't there some capsules that are um, both in one yeah. that have prebiotics and probiotics? Yes. yes. Um, but the thing is about that is that a lot of the stuff from like Whole Foods and or like, um, like vitamin shops aren't really that great, um, that great quality specifically because they're not, they're not exactly required to list all of the strains that are actually in the probiotic. Um, and so oftentimes I'll get patients who will buy stuff from like Whole Foods, take that for a few months and it actually makes their gut worse. And so... What? Just, <laughs> I know it's unfortunate to do probiotics, but it's like, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> and why, I know we're going down like a deep probiotic rabbit hole right now, but what, like, uh, why would it make it worse? How would it make it worse? Because you're introducing uh, allergens and or strains that are unhealthy for your particular gut microbiome. And how do you know what is good for your gut the microbiome? The easiest way is to feel it out. So if you take a probiotic and you're like, okay, this isn't just like die off of bad bacteria. It's actually making like my IBS worse. You back off of that. Um, okay. I typically suggest that people reach out to their functional med practitioners because those are usually the people um, or, or like the traditional medical practitioners because they're usually the ones that do like massive research on what strains are correct for you. Okay. I literally want to go get my bottle of probiotics and hold it up to the camera and have you tell me. I can send you some recommendations. Okay. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I, I could see too how some of the capsules that are prebiotic and probiotic might be a little like the two-in-one shampoo and conditioners where you're like, I don't think this is doing a good job of either thing at this point if it's just like throwing them both in there. But um, okay. Another question is, does acupuncture help Planters fasciitis. Yes. So I don't even know what that is. That was a question from a, from yeah, a listener. Yeah. Uh, plantar fasciitis is that the pain that you get in the arch of your foot or sometimes in the heel of your foot because oh, okay. uh, whenever you walk, it compares the, the tendon a little bit. And so most people don't actually feel it until the okay. day after. Um, but yes, acupuncture can help in a couple ways. One, it can lower the inflammation that you experience. It can lower the pain that you experience. Uh, but two, it can also help bring more circulation into that area so that it can help heal it faster. And oftentimes when people have plantar fasciitis, uh, they have a tight calf. And so I'll do something very similar to what your acupuncturist most likely is doing too. They'll go into the motor points. And then um, hit it in such a way that it resets the muscle. And, yeah. and so that helps people. They have like long walks to do, or like we got a lot of runners who come in, um, and that helps to remedy that for them. Yeah. Um, somebody says, How do you learn where to put the needles? Are the pressure points slightly different on each person? Yes. So there are about like 360 plus. <laughs> Uh, acupuncture points that you have to know in acupuncture school. And there's probably more than that when we consider like the modern versions of that too. And what they don't tell you in acupuncture school is that the proportions on people are very, very different. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. And so there's, there's a a lot of learning uh, how to feel into the body, how to sense into the body and how to accommodate for different body sizes and shapes. Okay. Um, this was an interesting 
question because it made me think of an experience I had. So somebody says, I tried it once for migraines and passed out. I'm scared to do it again. Any thoughts? Passed out. Mm, That's really interesting. Oftentimes if somebody passes out during acupuncture treatment, it's because uh, they may be very depleted. And so you got to remember when we're doing acupuncture, we're asking your body to uh, divert resources that you already have that are going elsewhere to help fix the specific thing that you want to come in for. And so if you are already feeling like super depleted, if you don't have enough energy, um, that may have contributed to that experience. But I would definitely recommend going back because like the studies on acupuncture and migraines, those are like some of the most successful uh, studies that we've seen in acupuncture. Wow. Wow. Um, I was maybe a month or so ago, uh, when my acupuncturist was needling into those points and she got into some like deep ones in my neck that were pretty profound, um, points of tension. So she, she released them and then she left the room for about 10 minutes. I was like, I'm just going to let your body kind of process that. I, I don't know how to explain it. It was so weird. It was this crazy energy rush for what felt like five solid minutes where I just felt like I needed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know what my body just felt so giggly and weird. It was it, when you're talking about the different modalities that for sure something was happening there where the energy in my body, the chi was exploding. It was crazy. Yeah. I'm I mean, like we hold so much of our emotions latent in our muscles, right? And it just really depends on what people's patterns are. Some people hold it in their shoulders. Some people hold it in their backs. um, Some people even hold it in their hips, right? And that's kind of why like when you go to like a yoga class and get into like pigeon pose and you release and suddenly like uh, somebody's like crying in the middle of the room. Right. Somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm curious, has your acupuncturist done any like cupping on you or any washout? She has. She's done cupping twice. Um, Most of the time I'm laying on my back. And so we only had me laying on my stomach a couple of times and that's when she did the cupping. But um, I haven't, I mean, the cupping feels soothing because it's that feeling of weight on you. It's kind of like a weighted blanket, but I haven't been able to tell if the cupping specifically has made me feel any different than if it was just the acupuncture. I don't know. Can you, can you also explain cupping for people? Yeah. So cupping is a modality within the compendium of traditional Chinese medicine, and it is essentially a myofascia release. Uh, 
And so when we're doing soft tissue releases on the body, um, we either use wasa or um, a modality called twina, which is like a, like a massage sort of like, it's more closer to like chiropractic. And uh, as far as cupping goes specifically, this is, mm, what's the best way to describe this? You essentially use a cup and create a vacuum in it so that part of your your skin muscle and a little bit of the fascia go up into the cup Mm -hmm. so that it helps to release that area. So it brings a whole bunch of blood flow. It also creates um, some release in the fascia so that when you release it uh, and you take the cup off, the muscle can sit a little bit flatter because the fascia isn't as bunched up underneath. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Yeah. I mean, as much sense as it's going to make for me who has not been through (laughs) acupuncture school, but yes, (laughs) that does make sense. Um, yeah. And people who have seen pictures of circle marks on a back, that's after cupping because it, it creates bruising essentially, right? Yeah. So there's uh, there's microcapillary breakage that comes up with it. They call it sha in Chinese medicine. And so even the color that comes up is something that we look at to diagnose the body. And so oftentimes, oh. yeah, if, if you see like super purple cups, that means that you have a lot, a lot of tension. Um, that means that there's stagnation. And um, I guess the best way to describe it is hypoxia. So you're not getting enough blood flow. You're not getting enough oxygen into those muscles. Um, okay. If it's super pale, that means that you're not getting that much circulation and you're, you're probably a little bit depleted as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why that question is interesting to me about that she passed out because that, that rush I was feeling where I was feeling, I, I was pretty lightheaded. I mean, if I had stood up, I think I probably would have been really dizzy. Um, but my acupuncturist also, this was something that happened for the first time um, with her, is that she checked my pulse and she said my pulse was strained. Mm. And I had never heard of that before or being able to tell from somebody's pulse that it's strained. I, I, yeah, can you yeah. describe that a little bit more? Like how could you tell that somebody's pulse is strained? Yeah. So uh, traditional Chinese medicine, uh, traditional Chinese medical practitioners, ancient Chinese peeps, they didn't have blood labs. They didn't have um, like CT scans to tell us what was going on in the body. And so- right. Um, the, the tradition really stems from learning how to see the body itself, medical text, meaning that in order for us to understand it deeper and diagnose, we had to be able to listen to the body, to see, to, to palpate, to be able to hear the body. And so pulse taking is one of those things that we use to diagnose. Um, and what we're looking for when we're feeling for the pulse, there's three different locations on both, uh, on both wrists. And there's three different levels with each one of them. And each one of those locations corresponds to an internal organ. And mm. rather than feeling for the rate of the pulse, we actually look for the texture of the pulse. The texture of the pulse. What does that mean? So texture of the pulse means uh, we describe the pulse in ways like, oh, this is a very slippery pulse. Or this is a very wiry pulse. That's what we would call a tense pulse. And wiry pulse literally feels like a guitar string going like thunk, thunk, thunk. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And that tells oh. us that there's internal tension. Oftentimes when people have pain or muscular tension, it'll have the, the wiry pulse. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I uh, have been a full-time caregiver for a family member the last five months now. And so I was um, 
definitely going through reserves in my body that I really had never before. And um, I've also been vegan for the last almost year and a half. And she encouraged me to start potentially bringing in some some fish or something that was like a little bit more substantial because uh, I just, yeah, she could tell that there's something happening in my body where it's like, you're not, you're not getting what you need right now. Um, and I have, I have started to bring some fish back into my diet and I, I do feel better to have that in there. So that's awesome. Yeah. She, the, the reason why she would have recommended that is most likely because she might have diagnosed you as blood deficient mm-hmm. and blood deficiency is like what we would describe in Western medicine as functional anemia. So like if you were to do a blood test, it might not even be that you are below lab level, but you might be trending towards lab level. Oh. And we often see this with our, our vegan patients. Got it. Yeah. Um, so somebody also asks, will acupuncture therapy stimulate hair growth and help reverse PCOS side effects? Um, yes, we, we help with so many ladies with PCOS all times because much of the androgenic activity, uh, when you have PCOS, meaning like the hair growth and the acne, um, actually stems from inflammation. And so okay. being able to address that inflammation at the root, so, 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 so helpful for PCOS. Wow. And those of you who don't, PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Is this correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, basically I think we can say at the end of all this that it acupuncture can truly help so many things because if the root of, of a lot of these things is inflammation that you're going into your body and all these different levels and, and helping kind of course correct. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, a, a healthy body should be able to heal itself. That's really like the belief in all of this. The, the concept of a self healing body is what, what is behind all of this. And so if your body's not being able to heal itself or balance its own hormones on its own, then it just needs a little bit of support. And oftentimes when we look to Western medical interventions, they can be necessary and I'm certainly not against it, but it's like hitting a thing with a baseball bat when you can totally just like, I don't know, tap it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they can, it can be so much more invasive or cause other problems. You know, we were talking about antibiotics. It's like, of course there is a, if there's an infection and again, I, who am I to, I shouldn't even be talking on this cause I don't fucking know, but <laughs> I do think that it seems like there are times where antibiotics are necessary. Right. But then you also deal with, you're killing all the good bacteria in your body as well as the bad. Yeah. I mean, like we get, we get patients who come in who are very like, they want all natural medicine. And so they're like, should I take these antibiotics? And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Like, do you have an infection? Take them please. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about it is that we have tools to help regrow your bacteria, to help support your body after the aftermath. Yeah. Is there such a thing as taking too many probiotics or does your body just kind of flush out what it doesn't need? Yes. So definitely you, you can take too much probiotics. So just depending on the dosage, um, and like the potency of the probiotics, typically if you're taking too much, you'll feel like gastrointestinal discomfort. Interesting. Which is, that's such a catch 22 because a lot of time you take probiotics 
for gastrointestinal discomfort, but then you wouldn't be. Uh, yeah. If, if you feel like it's worsened um, and it's become different, then I think that that's a, a pretty decent gauge. You're just like, okay, this one doesn't really sit with me. And yeah. that's really what we try to teach too in our clinic, like that body literacy, being able to feel into what's your normal. And yeah. so when things start to shift out of that, that's when we're like, okay, let's listen to that and follow that and, and respond to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you would like to um, leave our listeners with or anything you'd like to plug or promote? Yes. So one of the things that y'all asked me was like the misconceptions about acupuncture. And yeah. this, uh, I, I would love to talk about that a little bit before I plug. Yeah. And it's basically like, you know, oftentimes I'll run into like high schoolers who are like, Oh, I'm going to be just like you. I'm just going to like quit school and <laughs> go into acupuncture. Yeah. Well, get ready for 12 more years of education, kid. <laughs> 12 more years. Yes. So um, a common misconception about acupuncture is, is that this is like a weekend course or like a, it's something that you can take in a few months. The truth is, is that it's a, a straight up like four-year master's program that requires a bachelor's underneath it. And so there's that, and then a very comprehensive board exam that is nationally based. And if your state is particularly, uh, is, is particular about it, then they'll have you take one specific to your state as well. And I mean, just to practice, it's the masters, uh, for, for like masochistic people like myself who wanted to get their doctors, (laughs) you tack on another four years on top of it. And it's not necessary to practice I love this stuff. So (laughs) yeah. Wow. I I would have had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah. So now, and now I feel like I'm in even better hands when I'm getting acupuncture done because it's like, you've really had to learn so much. How, I mean, and you said something like 300 plus uh, acupuncture points that you have to memorize. It's it's Oh yeah. Those are just the acupuncture points that it's not even like considering the technique and and or the 300 plus formulas and 300 plus herbs that you have to, to memorize and know how they all go together. <laughs> Where do you put that in your brain? I just don't even, uh, the, the storage you space. take it out and then ram it in. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Wow. But yeah, um, I love being able to share that with peeps and like, because yeah. I, I can get it from a lot of the, the questions too. It's just like, how do you know of this? They're like, does it work? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there's there's science and study behind a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, and then is there anything in particular that you would like to plug or promote? No, I, just basically like uh, I practice out of my my clinic, um, acupuncture integrative medicine based out in Houston. We take um, virtual and in person patients. Uh, we blend Chinese medicine with functional medicine so that we get the best of both worlds. And we truly believe that people deserve way more than shots, pills, and surgery. And so if you are somebody who wants to get to the root of your health and really help support yourself in a natural way, hit us up because we'd love to to support you. That is amazing. Thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. So um, you guys, please go follow uh, Dr. Kathleen Funk on Instagram. It's at acupuncture, correct? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. And um, we will, uh, I'll do some wrap-up segments with you guys in just a sec, but thank you so much, Dr. Funk. Thank you for having me. It's such yeah. a pleasure. Oh, thank you. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for submitting your questions to me over Instagram for Dr. Funk. If you have more questions, feel free to write us at selfhelplesspodcast at gmail.com because we'd be absolutely happy to see if Dr. Funk can come back on. If you guys have more questions, I know I, after listening to her explain more things, it does then trigger more like, oh, well now I want to know more about that. I want to know more about that. So she just is a, she's a wealth of knowledge. I'm really happy that we got to have her on. So we've got an iTunes review of the episode. Um, This is from 92, Carl 92 says, years long listener, lifetime learner. I've been listening to this pod for two plus years and have just caught up to the latest episode. Uh, These ladies have gotten me through a major breakup, sexual assault, losing a best friend, managing a career change, COVID and everything in between. And Kelsey Taylor and Delaney feel like the sisters I never had. Each episode from book discussions, documentary insights, and guest interviews consistently inspire me to be more positive and passionate and to continuously learn and grow in the life I create. I'm sad that I can't binge binge episodes while running or cleaning anymore, but let's be real. I'll perhaps just replay them all, (laughs) but I'm a helpster for life. Thank you ladies for all the laughs and life lessons and for teaching me it's okay to be type A plus. Oh, thank you so much. What a a sweet review. Thank you for taking the time to to leave that for us. Um, If you haven't yet, as always, please go to iTunes and click that five-star rating for us. If If you don't have the time to leave a review, that's okay. Even clicking the fifth star helps the show a lot. But if you have a couple extra seconds or minutes, we love reading your sweet reviews and then you have a chance to uh, have it read on the show. So again, um, head to KelseyCook.com for tour dates. The the shows at Comics Roadhouse um, in Connecticut are the ones coming up soon. And then right after that, July 8th through 10th at the DC Comedy Loft. I'm so excited to see you guys. Uh, It's been fun to get back out on the road again. So uh, thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next week. All right, love you, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 